Cultivated Being Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. I am Dr. Jake Hyde. This is my brother, Dr. Nick Hyde. Nick, say hello. Hey, everybody. (laughs) All right. So this is our first podcast. Much anticipated. You know, a lot of people have been waiting for this, mostly our mom probably. Mm -hmm. But uh, here we go. Mm -hmm. We're going to get started. So in the future, there's going to be content, all sorts of things, usually health-related things, probably things that we're learning uh, from that week or maybe things we're curious about, asking each other. These are basically going to be conversations that two brothers who are doctors who live on the opposite side of the country might have, but then we're going to just put it on the internet for anyone who wants to listen to it. (laughs) Well said, Jake. Now, it might be confusing. We do know that our voices sound very similar. We are brothers after all, and uh, even our wives have a hard time sometimes telling the difference between our voices mm-hmm. on the phone. So we're going to have to say each other's name, I think, a bunch, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end Not- of your sentence, <laughs> say exactly, you know, make sure you say that you're addressing you, Jake. So thank okay. You. Let's not overdo that. But anyway, here we go. So our first, <laughs> since this is our first one, we don't really have a format for the podcast. I thought it'd be great if I just asked Nick, um, one, why does he want to do a podcast? And then maybe the bigger question too after that is, why did he want to become a doctor? And especially the type of doctor that he is. So what do you think about that? Well, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said there, but basically, uh, you know, we aren't just the average doctor. We didn't kind of grow up maybe thinking, oh, this is the kind of doctor I want to be from, you know, first grade on. How some people are fortunate to know that. I think that both you and I have interesting stories because that's, we kind of stumbled into this. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're, we're passionate about it because of our backstory. So for me, uh, I don't think I was much aware of my body (laughs) growing up think that I thought that that was like a superpower of mine. Like I was kind of impervious. I wasn't very sensitive on the outside. I was actually complete mush on the inside, you know, emotionally speaking, like hypersensitive, but physically I I didn't really notice my body. And and now, you know, knowing what I know now, it's like, well, that's a bad thing. But (laughs) then I thought it was a superpower of mine. So I, I didn't go into that, um, go into this profession thinking about it from that angle. I actually, I graduated college, um, liberal arts degree, and uh, I started teaching and through the, you know, teaching process and I was getting married at the time. I'm totally head over heels in love. I did think like, I don't think I could teach middle school and, and survive in Northern California. And so I was already thinking about other stuff from just a financial perspective. But uh, what happened is two weeks after my wife and I got married, um, actually at another wedding, she was dancing and all of a sudden she had this crazy abdominal pain. And uh, we had no idea, but we were pretty freaked out. We were very, very young, 
very, um, you know, very naive about most of life, but we were pretty scared about that because my wife was, you know, a, a incredible athlete at the time. And, and after that injury that night, her abdominal pain was so bad that like she was having difficulty walking around. You know, I remember several times where we were, we would be walking and then she couldn't go any further. And I had to go run and get the car and, and pick her up. And it was just early on in marriage, you know, and, and, um, even sometimes it was so bad where like I had to carry her from the bed to the bathroom. Um, cause it was really that significant. So, um, in that process, we started to, to do the, the doctor carousel, which I'm sure you're, you're, you see with your patients all the time. Mm-hmm. We went to everybody. We went to this person and that person trying to get answers. And, um, that eventually led down the route to surgery and, uh, at the time they, they thought it was a hernia. And so they're, they're pretty convinced, although there wasn't any information on like an ultrasound or anything like that, but the surgeon was like, okay, let's open her up and basically did exploratory surgery on her abdomen. And this is like two months into marriage, you know, and I'm, we're both thinking like, is this, is her health spiraling out of like, is this going to be the rest of our lives? You know, like we're young in our twenties, is this going to be the next 60 years or whatever of our of our life together and mm-hmm. pretty scary, honestly. Um, so anyway, she had the surgery and it, it didn't help. She was having the same abdominal pain and uh, we didn't know what it was. So fast forward a little bit, you know, um, I started to get into alternative healthcare. My brother ends up going to chiropractic school and, um, I'm hearing about all the stuff and, uh, I start touring different colleges and cause I want to do alternative health now cause I'm so pumped up and of what's happened with my wife in the process. I find this, this doctor who happened to be a chiropractor and he just sounded so smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was refreshing, um, to just hear somebody who was very confident in his, his answers and and what was going on with the human body. And literally after that talk, I went up to him and I scheduled an appointment for my wife (laughs) to go in. And, uh, so we did that. And I was thinking afterwards, I was like, what's he going to do anyways? Like he's a chiropractor. Like this is the abdomen. Like she's had surgery. Who was this? this His name is Dr. Joe Smith. Great. Easy name to remember. Sounds made up. Yeah, it sounds it sounds made up. He's still my mentor to this day, you know. So, uh shout out to Dr. Joe Smith, but um so anyways, we go in and he does this stuff, he touches her some, you know, places doing exams and I don't really know what's going on, but uh we walk out of there and get in the elevator and she just starts crying. And I remember, uh, you know, my first thought was like, what did he do to you? <laughs> I was like, what did he do to you? Sure. Um, but she says, I don't have any pain. And that was, that was a moment for me where it was like, what just happened? <laughs> I need to know more. It looked like magic to me because it, it just, 
there was an intel, but there was an intelligence behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he did everything on purpose and it worked. And sure. there's an intelligence to what he was doing, but to me it looked like magic and I was absolutely hooked. And so that's what that was, I was like, all right, I'm going through chiropractic school. I'm going to do whatever this guy's doing. Um, cause it was just that revolutionary. And then of course my process changed along the way because like, I didn't realize how many problems I had, you know, I had like results of traumatic brain injury and all these issues in my own life that I didn't even realize. Cause I was so, like I said, insensitive about my own condition. So that was a pretty cool discovery going through school and trying out stuff and realizing like, wow, actually everyone can benefit from all of this stuff. Like this is related to everybody where they're at, wherever they're at in their life, this could help. And, um, you know, that was a number of years now ago. And, and I, I think I still, I still feel that, that vigor from, you know, like that appointment, which was in downtown San Francisco at the time. I still, I feel that whenever I get to do this work with people. So I think that's kind of the nuts and bolts of why I'm doing this. Yeah. I mean, that's an important story. It's a life changer. Just seeing something we have certain expectations of, or we had these ideals of healthcare and what that meant. Not that we knew much about it. We just thought there's a process and you have a problem. You just see a general practitioner and then go down various avenues after that. And to see a thing happen that went against everything you thought you knew about health, it's pretty eye-opening. And I can see that uh, being enough to help you have that massive pivot in your life, new direction. So, you're practicing now out of Santa Cruz, California. You got your own practice. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, an hour south of San Francisco at this point. Um, I, like I said, throw, shout out to Dr. Joe Smith. I still I model my practice off of what he was doing at the time. So it's a whole hodgepodge of stuff. I'll you know one stop shop alternative healthcare, but um, yeah. I mean, centered around chiropractic and, and really this philosophy that's amazing. That's, you know, your body is fully capable. Your body is the best technology in the world. And uh, just tapping into that, really. Cool. So why podcast? What do you, why? What do you got to say? <laughs> well, really... Um, <laughs> I could be blunt. Half the reason I want to do the podcast is just because uh, every time we have a conversation, I'm like, man, that was good. I wish I could listen to that again. <laughs> Wait, me just, and you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, me and you. Cool. Because there's, there's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of creativity and art and, and science of, of health that come out of us when we're talking. It's just like, you know, magnetic. So part of the reason is it's like, well, yeah, dude, I feel that way. If it, this podcast is just for me alone, <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm happy about that, but, um, well, it won't be a waste of your time then if you're doing it for you. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. what do you want to say on it? Just whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, more than just what I say is it's it's what's not being said. It's giving people an opportunity to to just think about things that maybe they wouldn't um, open people's horizons to stuff that you know our horizons are constantly being opened mm-hmm. and broadened through the course of we're diving into, you know, both you and I are relentless in our pursuit for mastery of the science and art of health. And, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I, I feel like every, every week, every other week, like something big happens where I, I get to see healing in powerful ways and people don't get that. That's true. Like, I wish I would have got that with, you know, my wife back in, you know, seven, eight years ago. That would have been, that would have been really impactful, you know, um, or even back in high school, I wish I would have gotten that. So I guess for me, it's like, well, this is an opportunity for people to get that. I like that. Cool. Yeah. I think I, um, I think the most selfish reason why I want a podcast is just for almost like a facing your fears type of a thing. I don't, um, I don't have a problem speaking. I teach a lot in different avenues, different audiences, bunch of strangers, bunch of different rooms with people in it. And I never have a problem in that situation until like someone pulls out a phone and starts recording what I'm saying. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I get like hyper aware of the recording instrument. Because in a room, I can make eye contact with everyone I'm talking to. And I can kind of control the content based on the audience. I see the audience. I know them or at least can feel them to some extent. Once it's recorded, I just lose control of (laughs) my message in, in a way. It becomes everyone's property. And I don't know who's going to be listening or watching yeah. or whatever the thing is. So, you know, a lot of people, public speakers, life coaches, you know, uh, quasi celebrities, my wife, especially say like, you should record your talks. Like your, your talks are great. And I always say, yeah, probably, probably should do that, <laughs> but I don't want to. So, uh, there's some kind of deep in fear of, of, the unknown of who's listening, hmm. who's critiquing, hmm. because a lot of my messages are fairly controversial. Uh, not so much to the the people that want to listen to me, but they are they can be controversial. And I don't mind doing it. I don't mind going to a room of um, like pre med students and challenging them on some of their their baseline beliefs on, you know, what health is. I like the challenge and I like being a little controversial, but I also know like people in the room, any feedback is going direct to me and I can like debate it or I can, you know, I understand what's going on, but out in the internet, I I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just unknown mystery to me and I don't like that. So podcasting is going to be a nice step into just not caring, letting go of that. (laughs) You know, just yeah. let go because I have important things to say, I think. Um, and this goes into 
the origin of why I had a career shift and became a doctor, which is because it's kind of fed up with uh, healthcare as it was at the time, or my understanding of it. So for me, I was, you know, working in a marketing and sales office. I was managing the office as a small company. It was a pretty good job for a, you know, 24 year old, 25 year old. But, um, my life circumstances were such that I was, I was probably pushing myself too hard with not full understanding of what any of that meant and really how to take care of yourself. Like I thought I took good care of myself cause I worked out a bunch and I ate everything that men's health magazine told me to eat. <laughs> and, um, what started to happen around that time was my body was failing me in ways. Like I just didn't sleep that well. My digestion was horrible. And then like my back went out, just mm. stopped working, helping our dad with yard work. Mm. And it's just like wake up call of he's the old man. Mm-hmm. He should have hurt his back doing yard work. And why did I, like I'm strong. At least I was visibly strong. Yeah. And you're, you're a collegiate athlete. I mean, it's not like you, you had been training hard for years and, and like you've been, you were very healthy, um, in good shape and everything like that. And you're 24 or five or whatever you were. Right. Yeah. I looked like I was in good shape. <laughs> Something wasn't right. And I could tell, and there wasn't any real answers for me as far as what was causing these issues, right? You can get a diagnosis, you can get like irritable bowel disease, and that's a nice diagnosis for like describing what I'm experiencing, but it didn't, it didn't help me with well, what do I do now, right? Mm-hmm. And how do I not hurt my back again? Like people were telling me like, oh, once you throw your back one time, like this is the rest of your life type of a thing. And I'm like, well, that's not good. I don't want to ever do this again. That year I did it like three times and it was pretty scary. Uh, And sleeping, not sleeping is bad. Everyone knows sleeping makes everything easier. If you get some good sleep, I went to a natural path. So this is all kind of converging at one time. So I was now curious about a career change. I didn't like what I was doing. I was driving home every day kind of rehashing, what did I do? What did I accomplish today? And the only thing I ever accomplished on a good day was I made some guy richer that, Mm -hmm. you know, that didn't need to be richer, you know, like I I wasn't benefiting the products we were, we were selling didn't, um, didn't enhance anyone's lives, you know? So I was like, I can't do this. I have to do something that's more meaningful. And I was thinking healthcare because I was passionate about it. I didn't understand it, but I was like, always interested in health uh, to the level that I understood it at that time. So I thought maybe I could be a doctor. Like school was never that hard for me. Uh, I could do it probably type of a thing. And I thought maybe I'd be a natural path because that's big in Arizona where we're from. And uh, so I went to go see a really good one and got comprehensive blood work done. And the only thing they could really find was really high cortisol levels. And I never even heard about cortisol. So cortisol, for those listening, 
uh, mom, I guess, or whoever else might be listening to this, uh, is your primary stress hormone. Okay, so your body releases it when it thinks it's in danger and it essentially spikes your energy. It allows, it, it liberates glycogen from storage in your cells. It does more things than that, but it allows you to run a little bit longer, fight a little bit longer if you're in danger. And I didn't even know what this was, but that's the, the blood work said like really high cortisol and subsequently low testosterone and high blood sugar. I did a fasting uh, blood draw. I still had high blood sugar. So the doctor told me to uh, lay off sugar, which I already did. And he told me to like do more vigorous exercising to boost my testosterone. And I'm like, I'm probably overtraining as it is already. Wait, so wait, let's get that right. You said that you were already eliminating some sugar from your diet and your sugar was still high or no. Yeah, no, I, I already didn't have sugar. I, I stopped having sugar, you know, years before that, just because I, you know, you have that shift from playing college basketball to not doing that. And then you just like start to get fat. It's pretty (laughs) like, it's pretty easy for that to happen. And I just knew, you know, the sugar was just not something I needed in my life. I had sugar in indirect forms. Like, I mean, at that time I thought like a really good breakfast was like oatmeal, you know? And I thought, um, you know, uh, taking care of myself was eating like multi-grain bread and stuff. So I, I had some sugar in my diet, but it was still pretty low. Like I was aware of it and it, yeah, it was, I was pre-diabetic. Just crazy. Uh, but knowing what I know about cortisol, it's like, yeah, of course my blood sugar was spiked. That's what cortisol does. And then testosterone was low and that makes sense too. A uh, couple things. One cortisol and testosterone, are made from the same thing, right? Cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And your body is going to make an assessment. It's going to think, okay, what are, we, what are we doing today? What do we need to make? And if the subconscious mind's telling your body like, hey, we're in danger, then it's going to be like, okay, not a great time to make a baby probably. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to make testosterone. Let's make cortisol. It's going to help us survive, right? Mm-hmm. So no one told me this, and this naturopath didn't really describe it to me. He basically told me to work out more and eat less sugar. And, uh, but I started trying to look into understanding why I'm, why I'm, you know, I think it was just like, I was really alarmed by a low testosterone, you know, I was like 25 or whatever. And I thought, you know, that's like a death no. blow. <laughs> yeah. Emotions like low testosterone. I can't have that. And, uh, well, after that, Still wanting to be a doctor, didn't know which one. I did. I just started school because I knew I needed um, prereqs. No matter what type of doctor, is basically the same class requirements. So I was taking night classes at a community college, still trying to figure it out. And, oh, part of the reason, too, I wanted to be a doctor is because in this time, this is like 2009 or 10 and healthcare was a big national topic because of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And I was really into politics at that time. And noticing all the healthcare conversation was about economics of healthcare. No one's talking about being healthier or helping people who are sick, except helping them like afford healthcare better. But again, none of the conversation was like reforming health, right? 
And that made me really mad because I was this kid who thought I should be healthier than I am and no one was helping me and no one taught me how to take care of myself properly. Like we should be spending money on like teaching kids about taking care of themselves. Like my health classes growing up were about drugs and occasionally sex. (laughs) Yeah. And like contagious diseases. And I wasn't being taught useful things that would help me transition through like adolescence and young adulthood and all these, these stresses. Right. Well, just as a a side note to that too, we're talking about it. I think it's interesting how most people have health and it, they don't even, they have like one health class from childhood through high school. And then yet it's like the one science that you're going to be using the rest of your life guaranteed. Yeah. Everyone has to take physics in high school, but how many people care about that anymore? Yeah. But health is an ongoing thing. That's a great point. So I was really motivated to be, the first thing I was motivated to be was to be like an educator and a teacher in health. And you could be a health coach. There's a lot of like really good jobs out there, but I thought I could do, I could be a doctor. I'm taking that seriously. Doctor literally means teacher and it's directly translated. So I thought that's what I want to do. I don't know what kind, but I better get started because I have like two years of prereqs to do (laughs) on the community college level. So I got started And around that time, our mom had a pretty serious gallbladder issue. She's going to have to get it removed and went to her chiropractor. And, um, you know, surgery was scheduled for a couple weeks out. And by the time she came to her surgery time, her her gallbladder was fine. And all she really did uh, besides prayer was like go to a chiropractor. And I thought that seems really weird to me. (laughs) And also our big sister had a benign pituitary tumor in her brain, which isn't very benign when it's messing with your hormones, right? Mm -hmm. All she did was go to a chiropractor and then all her symptoms cleared up, went away and everything seemed fine. And I just was thinking, this is weird. (laughs) Yeah. What's What's going on? What's that? So... I went to lunch with this doctor, Dr. Roland Phillips, who's a mentor to me today, and he just blew my mind. It's everything about his approach to health, his approach to family and life seemed so balanced and really was, you know, it's something I can relate to and it's something I could see doing, but I was still like chiropractor. I thought they just helped with back pain at that point. Nothing, nothing wrong with just helping with back pain, but still didn't intrigue me until I took a half day off work and shadowed him mm-hmm. and couldn't believe what I saw in just a half of a day. And I remember walking out of that office thinking I'm going to be a chiropractor, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. In, in just that short amount of time, like you were walking out of there and you're like, wow, I'm changing my life into this direction. I saw what he did in like a four hour span for so many people just demonstrative changes between how someone walked in and how they walked out of his office. And I'm like, I will never get sick of that. Yeah. No, I haven't. It's still the best. Absolutely. So for podcasting, this is a direct extension of that initial calling that got me to leave my career, which is it's all about self care. We need to learn how to take care of ourselves, take care of our family and loved ones 
that's where healthcare reform is coming from. It's not going to come from Washington, D.C. It's not going to come from policy. It's going to come from like the dinner table, the households. And absolutely. That's what I'm hoping this does. I'm hoping people can listen to this, understand what we're saying, and uh, apply things to their life. Like, I hope this is an applicable podcast to, oh, I didn't really fully understand that. Now I can incorporate some new things and, and try to be healthier, try to be more balanced. Yeah. So actually I really like everything that you just said there, but, uh, I'm just going to, <laughs> just some, uh, you know, gratuitous flattery there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think that just dawned on me. So I'm repeating it. Maybe I'll remember it. Um, maybe I'll steal it from you when I'm talking to somebody in the future, but, uh, they won't. Well, I mean, they won't have listened to the podcast, so <laughs> I'll be able to use it. But um, yeah, I mean, probably every one of our world problems, it's like, yeah, it has to start with me. I have to do this better in myself. And yeah. then the people around me, immediately my, my loved ones around me, I have to take care of them. That's pretty cool. I mean, but you know, the show's about health. So yeah, let's talk about that. Um, it's going to be about health. It's going to be about life. It's going to be about brothers talking on the phone more than we have historically done that. Yeah. So this will be good for us to stay in touch better. Totally. I mean, a weekly or so podcast, we get to talk to each other every week. That sounds like that's, you know, that should should happen between brothers, but from coast to coast, man. It's far, man. It's rush hour outside. I can look outside my windows in my office and it's rush hour. You're on lunch right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So a little, little challenging, but also I think it's, it's important to say like this, you know, this podcast isn't for doctors, although, you know, sometimes I'm sure some of the stuff we'll talk about will get, you know, dense. Sure. It's for normal people. I mean, right. Like that's, well, I tell people this sometimes ideally everyone should be their own primary care physician, right? It's important information. And the thing is, I don't, I'm not with people all day. I don't know what they're doing. I can't be there for every decision. And I certainly don't know how they feel at every given moment. Like They know how they feel. So in an ideal world, we're all our primary care doctor and you go to a specialist when you really need to. And so maybe this could be an added tool for people to get that training to be their primary caretaker, to understand what's going on in their bodies, in their minds, in their emotions, and understand uh, appropriate steps to take to just get a little bit healthier every day. That would be the dream for me. Yeah. And that, you know, that's what we're doing, which is pretty cool. I mean, like, I know you and I, a lot of our conversations that we're having, it's, it is about like, hey, you know, I don't get to go into a chiropractor all the time because I'm doing the chiropractic work, but we're able to do so many other things to take care of ourselves. And we're constantly progressing, progressing with that. Like what, I mean, one of the doctors that I know of around here, um, he's a chain smoker 
and he's overweight and all this stuff. And like, can that be like any worse of a, you know, marketing tool for yourself than that? But yeah. The old saying, man, those who can't do teach. <laughs> well, <laughs> that doesn't work well for us because that's what we're trying to do is teach some people about health, but still a saying for a reason, probably. Yeah. No. Hi, Nick. All right. I think we did pretty good. No need to prattle on, right? Yeah. And I know, well, here anyway, it's a perfect beach day, and that's my Friday treat to myself. So, cool. I think, nice job. Nice first podcast. All right. Well, we did it. So, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of the few. And um, any other special words here, Jake? Um, I mean, maybe find ways people can reach out to us if they want to. You can just go to my website and you can contact us through there if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I want to have more questions. So my website is sozo, S-O-Z-O dash wellness dot com. Eventually, we'll probably just get a website for this podcast where you could reach out. But in the meantime, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, podcasters always saying like, hey, check out the show notes, the <laughs> links to the descriptions, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So show notes. check out the show notes and links. That's where you'll find us. And uh, I'm sure there's lots of other ways. I'll just read Jake's phone number over the, <laughs> over the air. Yeah, do, get, my, get my cell phone. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, all right, cool. No, 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 nothing. That's it. All right, we're done. All right, thanks, everybody. Love you, bro. See ya.